0: still in galatians fruit of the spirit but before i get too knee deep in that i just want to say first and foremost thank you thank you for the lord jesus christ for life saving my life many others and still continuing to save lives to this very day and to my community my fans uh, i never i i I can't say fans but i've heard that that term used but that is such a horrible word to use Um, i would definitely love to say friends i would say that yes um, and most importantly thank you for uh, taking time to spend uh, with me and the Lord whether you believe the way I do or not at least we can spend some time together and maybe see what the Lord has for us if there's some wisdom we can take away fantastic otherwise the fellowship the friendship the time spent together should be just as valuable um, so we're going to start again well we're not starting we're going to continue in Galatians chapter 5 And one of the most important sins of the flesh we're going to address today, because man, mm, this is a tough one. So the one sin that we're going to talk about today, man, there's not a soul on this earth who has not been hit by it. There's not a soul out. Listen, there's not a soul that has been born Died, reached heaven, reached hell. That hasn't experienced this one sin. It absolutely can wreck marriages. It can destroy careers. It can destroy people's livelihood. It can it can get people murdered. It can get people killed. It can get people um put in jail. It you is why somebody robs another person it is the one underlying sin that connects the, the previous two so now for the sake of where we're going to go in the bible i'm trying to open up a bible that maybe will be less um uh, what am i looking for what am i trying to say that's going to be less heavy on my system so because it can really be taxing uh for my poor little system so i'm trying to figure out find a lighter software that i mean a bible app that can do that um however if not we just go roll out like normal we go keep it funky and we go get let the word of the lord do what he does best which is tell the truth and we'll do what we should be doing better than most which is listening so we're going to go ahead and we're going to look into the i'm going to read from the w e b today how about that one? we're reading from um the world english bible which is a collection of uh, many denominational people that came together uh, believers in christ that are still trapped uh, in religion so sorry to hear that Uh, but they did have one motive and one goal and that goal was to produce something to where it's universally accepted um, to the point where they're trying to keep out uh, any of the denominational uh, biases and things like that causes contention which i think is is a good start to show that hey man it's weird so the irony in this is they know they have differences they agree they have differences but they come together to make a bible and put those differences aside for the sake of god why don't you get rid of them isn't that strange they do a good thing then they go back to do the same darn thing now that we got accomplished this we're going to go back into our own um our own way of, of life and our beliefs and uh thank you for uh, putting the bible together but they're gone they gone back and it's just it's a little ludicrous to think about it so we're gonna go let's see how let's see before if anything crashes i hope it doesn't crash so let's go ahead and share my screen and man i'm at high country today i apologize my countryness is just is flying through um but of course you know i'm a country boy so now that we have that on the screen fantastic um let's go ahead and read now you know we're going to go right down here um for the whole law is nope can't start there we got to go to verse 13 for you brothers were called for freedom only don't use your freedom for gain to the flesh but through love be servants to one another For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. In this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, be careful that you don't consume one another. But I say walk by the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, verse 14, right there, that is a verse that this brings this whole study that what we got to do today into focus because what this verse here says listen to this if you are to if you love yourself but if you bite and devour one another be careful that you don't consume if you're going to be fighting against each other because y'all have a disagreement make sure you don't burn up that other man You don't consume that other man. We ain't talking about cannibalism. We're talking about stopping that man's light, stamping him out in cases like the Nancy Grace and all the other crime, killing that man or causing a rift and division in the church because you don't like that man or you don't like this particular guy and this group all agrees with you as division. Now, in the last episode, we covered as we go down here, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, hatred, Strife, strife. Now, these, th- this is what's amazing about how good God is. Listen to this. So, these are all connected. Okay, you can't pull one away from the other. They all kind of spawn together. But I like how Paul broke it up. So that way, he's covering the basis. <laughs> you, know, you just kind of like saying, "I didn't leave nothing out." It, co- it covers all the fruits of the of, of the of the flesh. So, listen to this. For the flesh, verse seventeen, lusts against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. For they are contrary one to the other. That you may not do the things that you desire. That is a fantastic truth to hang on to. It is beautiful to hang on to for believers. Because I guarantee you. If you lust after something. You desire after something. And your conscience tells you. Well hey man that's not the way that the Bible tells it. You know that rings the alarm to back up maybe i need to stop right here because what's going to happen is if you give in you're going to build this is how it's going to get built it starts with this the now this is the works of the flesh are obvious it's one of those things that you can't hide just how bad the food of the flesh is you can't hide from it it's obvious anybody can see it non-believer believer dog cat cow horse robot ai Suri google you name it anybody can see it because it's evident what i mean by that let's take a look uh idolatry i'm sorry adul- idolatry adultery we all seen that it's in movies it's, in, it's talked about in magazines romance novels it's promoted you know that way on what was that ashley madison you know the place where you can have a fling and they'll protect you think about that for a second let's not you know, so adultery, that's a that that is as old and as precious. Yes, I said it that way. As precious as gold. Eric, why would you say such a disgust? Because it's promoted. Because it has caused and have become a reason to divorce your spouse. That's why it's cherished? Absolutely. You got a built-in clause, you can back out the relationship. Of course, that's idolatry you can't find God supporting that not even for a minute not even this long well Jesus said it was okay no he did not he said Moses had to make sure that if you're going to leave your look they were already getting married and still married and still keeping the old wife and now you got three people in sin Moses said look if you don't want to support the woman you don't want to take care of the woman at least separate her let her lose so she can go back to her family get, get back and start to heal but it doesn't make it right but he says because your heart was so cold you weren't listening to reason hey man you married um uh Wilhelmina so you can't try to marry Joyce what are you talking about man that girl Joyce is bad I get it but Wilhelmina is your wife oh man she's she nags and all doesn't matter that's your wife you can't just ditch her and go be with this joyce girl because every time joyce lays down with you every time you lay down with her you bring your wife into it because it is a covenant every time you lay down with that woman your wife your soon-to-be wife and you all are in gross adultery it's all linked together can't can't well you know we got divorce. divorce ain't in the bible not the way you want it to if you want a divorce, you can willfully sin, sure. That's exactly what Moses is saying. Look, if you're going to do it, don't bring this other person with you. We'll we'll, we'll deal with the community. We'll deal with this. We'll take get it back to her home. Get her safe. But we cannot have you willfully condemning your wife. Your wife has enough with dealing with her sins. Now you want to just say, well, screw that lady. I'm going over here. It happens all the time. It's disgusting. Men and women, it happens all the time. So, We got adultery. And adultery can be committed without even touching someone. You mean, Eric, I can watch a porn video. I just committed adultery. Well, I didn't sleep with nobody. My mind did. My mind desired for that. It lusted for that. I did it. I would like for it to happen. Well, that's that's coveting. I want that. You may want it from that specific person that you see. You may follow them on a a social media site and you try to talk to them because you're just hoping. Sexual immorality. Notice idolatry and sexual immorality go really hand in hand. Sexual immorality is explained very simple. Anything and everything outside of the covenant marriage of man and woman. Period. If it breaches and tries to come in it's sexual immorality. If you try to introduce a midget, or you try to introduce a horse, or you try to introduce something else into the marriage that's with four legs, it, it, it's it's sexual immorality. You want to invite someone else in? Sexual immorality. You if it's wife, husband, that's it. It's hard being a Christian. This is this is what we live by because these are truths. And children get raised up. They're hopefully going to copy and continue the same line. But sexual morality also happens by the people that make pornography. People that make these social media sites to where a child of any age can go and view it and become part and have it affect them adversely. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing innocent about a porn site. There's nothing innocent about it because it can cause a perversion over time. When you talking about that, here, I'm not out there trying to do all that wild stuff. No, but your idea and concept of what the woman that you're going to be with in your life, you will start to have unreasonable expectations for her, even if you don't voice them. And you really don't think it's that. But if she doesn't perform the way you see this or you want to perform it in a way that may harm her or make belittle her, that's sexual morality, dog. That one night stand Sexual immorality Eric it was just an email We never did nothing Sexual immorality Because you thought about it And wanted it It's real easy to get in there Name it Name the heterosexuality Homosexuality uh, Bestiality What else we got Pedophilia You Name it Name it Sexual Immorality dog Is no joke. It's Horrible And guess what I'm just as guilty of both. Adultery, sexuality, yeah, I did it. Uncleanness has everything to do with uh, sexual immorality, but this is more impurity. That's willfully knowing I am not going to keep this body clean. What do you mean by that? I don't care if I'm married i don't care if she's married i don't a fact if i know about it it doesn't change my mind matter of fact i hope she is because i want to enjoy this woman the way that i want to or this man or however you look at it you are willfully making yourself impure when you were that virgin you know right before prom night i'm not trying to be graphic but i'm saying you know right before prom or whenever you was a virgin and some and you decided or you gave consent if you could even give consent. After that day forward, it's impure. Did you marry that person? Did you have, it's all wrapped up in that. That includes the most extreme cases of sexual abuse. It's all impurity. And when it comes to impure, notice it's it's different from sexual immorality. It says uncleanness. That means that kind of depraved mind. Oh, man, you know, uh, child sexual uh, predators are the worst of the worst. No, not even close. It's heinous. Absolutely. It's gross. Absolutely. And Jesus can save from that. But there is something even more heinous than that. There is something that quite honestly has killed the entire human race day after day. What is more heinous than those kind of unclean? It's the willful act. The willful act to look at another person and not even regard them as human. You can put that on anything. Oh, that's my wife, but she's a plaything for me. I do what I want with my wife when I want to, how I want to, and it doesn't matter what she thinks. I'll do it with whoever I want and if she tries to stop it I'll just hurt her that's a that is a driven demonstrative thing and it's unclean i'm going to willfully defile something sacred to someone because i don't like it unclean i don't have to go any deeper than that but that's that that kind of foul to where even the most hardened criminal be like man you did that you know, we start thinking about the cannibals. You know, we start thinking about the people that kill women and children desiredly, willingly. People that abuse to the point of where it's not even about the gratif- gratification of something of their sick mind. It is to inflict damage, and they don't even get any. They don't even get nothing from it. Whatever the sick high they get, or excitement from it, or just no release, just malicious, evil with no rhyme or reason there's nothing you can figure out why maybe he wasn't held long enough as a child maybe he was held too long there's no it's unclean it's that thing that only satan can help inflame he ain't got to bring that that's human beings do that all he has to do is keep adding gas to it remember these are all our choices all our choices then we got lustfulness notice adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness lustfulness, them all go together that's, that's, that, that's that the original four horsemen right here from wrestling, there they are and they are alive and well and present and profitable today and I said that just the way it sounds it's profitable you can make money on all these things and people do make money on it. divorce lawyers dating sites hookup sites porn sites you name it it's out there a husband and a wife can commit adultery can commit sexual immorality uncleanness because of lustfulness i want that person regardless of the cost and if there is any consequences i am not above making sure that nobody finds out it all works together macbeth Othello. We got Romeo and Juliet. All of these little nice, well they're not really nice. They're dark stories. But guess what's in them? Adultery, sexual immorality, uncleanness, lustfulness. Eric, Romeo and Juliet was nice. Uh, did you not read the play? All of this is in there. All of it. You can look at them too. But you got to look at all of it. Were they messing around before they got married? did they think lustful thoughts about each other yes they did happens lustfulness man is one of those and lustfulness is kind of hard to see unless you're in the element that you're in complete control of who sees it where it happens and if you if you think you can control the outcome but you can sit there and be lustful sitting in church you could be lustful standing in the dmv line waiting to get your license renewed You could be lustful watching the mailman walk by. You could be lustful standing up in an old folks home waiting for your turn to get in. It's easy to do. You could be lustful behind your computer, in front of your computer, with your computer turned off, with it turned on, in front of your phone, phone turned down. It's there. Woefully, by the way. Now we come to idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, and now that one word that every human being has touched and this one regardless of how you view it jealousy is in every human being as these others you might say hey man i'm not being lustful i ain't trying to cheat on my wife i don't even look at another woman that way okay i never committed adultery okay i ain't never did sex or let me ride. I never slept with another woman except my wife on the day we were married i get that that's awesome I mean, not I'm trying to you know, belittle that. I ain't done nothing unclean to where if somebody hear about it, they want to go upside my head and split my wig. I get that. What about idolatry? What does that mean? You know, you made your own God because there's something you want to do. The Bible says different. So you try to find someone who can agree with you. You mean idolatry? Okay. Man, I ain't done that. Maybe about sorcery? Have you tried to convince others to follow your ideals? And again, it's the bible doesn't tell a soul to persuade a soul to become saved we just present the truth period we're just a messenger they didn't get us up there so we can swoon as many people as we that has got no that's not how that works ask a christian does he want to share the gospel he's going to say man that makes me nervous now as a true believer now as a christian as part of a denomination that's easy for them to share the gospel because they're not trying to share the gospel of christ they're trying to build up their numbers in their denomination their religion their theological thinking that's different they can you can spread sin but righteousness that's hard to pick up that's hard so hard to pick up the only man that could is jesus now let's keep rolling so you got hatred now hatred and strife and jealousies and sorcery and idolatry these are all linked together how we can decide here's a religion for you Idolatry. We created our own God. We got sorcery. We got. We have people that are charismatic and persuasive, and they'll go out and turn the masses. We have hatred. We don't like anything else that's not us. Strife. If we are in a church or we're starting to agree together, but the pastor's against it, we want to divide that up. And last, not least, though, jealousy. Oh, jealousy, man. That I'm a look jealousy is more widely accepted than you probably would ever want to think eric ain't nobody happy being jealous i said accepted which means somewhere in there you've had it maybe not you personally you maybe you haven't experienced it yet you will i don't care how pure you think your soul is you say oh that's cynical jealousy let's read what the bible says about it now we know jealousy from what we see the bible the dictionary says right we know jealousy um, from that standpoint so we're going to go ahead and look real quick we're going to look at uh jealousy definition Listen to this. this is for the this is from the uh where am i reading this from uh, the oxford language the oxford dictionary a state or feeling or being what desireful or resentment or envy for someone else or something for someone else that sounds about right right ain't that what the bible says eric i think that's pretty fair now let's listen to the what the bible says about jealousy listen to this now the bible calls it and uh, now it's in greek it's the zealous no i'm not talking about that thing that helps you find homes when, you, when you're looking for a new home that's not the app we're talking about zealous notice jealousy zealous zealotry it is a powerful passion strange and women jealousy has a passion oh yeah passion does not need to have a note of of good or bad passion pushes it ain't concerned with those two things because it's overriding my passion is to make the biggest Spinning rim that you have ever seen, and if that means putting every other tire man or rim manufacturer out of business, so be it. I'll, I don't care if I put millions of people out of work, I don't care if the economy gets hit because all these smaller companies are, are died and dead. I don't care. I want to be passion it can consume anything. When you want, and guess what? It's a driving factor when you start using them other fruits of the flesh it becomes even more powerful let's read what zealous mean and see if we agree well we don't we're not gonna have we're not gonna agree because you know jealousy what the bible says very different remember one's from man one's from god But they do there is a man has taken a lot of god's wisdom and tried to make it their own and then we got religions running out there right now or lack thereof excitement of the mind fervor of spirit where we get the word zealot zealous he's a zealot Simon the Zealot was one of the apostles. Not Simon, but Simon the Zealot. Listen to this. Embracing, pursuing, defending anything with zeal, either for a person or a thing, a fierceness of indignation, punitive zeal, anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as an unfair treatment or something that is so disgusting they will not tolerate it they just can't i cannot suffer the life of this person continuing to breathe air i will not tolerate that you know we can kind sort of see that in racism but can you imagine something that's worse than racism i could tell you at the root of racism is jealousy all them blacks, they got it easy. Right, have you? When all the white people, they just got it easy. When all the you know the Hispanic people, they can just get any of them little prejudices out there. Everybody thinks everybody else is out to get them. Everybody thinks out there trying to take them over, trying to take my my take my family. I got brown pride. I got black pride. I got lime green pride. I got rainbows. I got blue hearts and unicorn. I got all of that underneath there's got to be an opponent there's got to be somebody that you think or you don't think deserves something and it turns into a envy you know haters hating on you because you have something that they believe you don't deserve even if they're on the same level as you equal you they making the same you're making the same pay y'all got the same house same car but the fact that maybe your wife doesn't hound you is bad <laughs> maybe your husband does prefer to wash the dishes what about the other lady that says wait a minute, your husband wash dishes without you asking she'll look at her husband he don't do that he just sit there and eat the food and throw them in there i gotta get phone paper plates and then she tells about her husband. He cuts the yard with me. Every time I want to get the hedge clippers, he takes it out of my hand. There's that wife looking at her husband. Who, who, when do you think it could happen that the wife says, you know what? I work hard. I deserve a man like that. Since I married this Joker, and I, you know, my my sister's cool, but I heard her husband say, Well, she's not as affectionate as I would like. I can give it to him. I'm not saying that's happening, but I'm saying it has happened. When you see something somebody else has, and you want it, or you don't, you don't think they deserve it because you believe that you have, you need to have it. Oh man, we can forensic files, man. We can, we can turn on investigative discovery. We can go get what was that? Uh, my favorite TV show um, is it McKenna? Whatever it was, Homicide Hunter, uh, McKenna, something like that. Love that dude love him. you got to go call him we got to call the first 48 on the case because somehow that dude um the ladies the la- the you know the husband that that lady likes that lady missing now she went she went to her local uh grocery store and didn't come back the family astro van is still sitting out there and the dog's sitting out there and they can't find her. she's been gone for three weeks and now the husband is crying and and just wanting his wife back and guess what now that that sister is there consoling him all the way through This is just a narrative device here. But it it probably has happened. We've read about it. The kind of jealousy that put a a female astronaut. To drive. You know almost two days. Without stopping for gas. And put a diaper on. So she don't have to stop for gas. In order to kill her rival. That kind of jealousy that we can see. In Cain and Abel. Oh we know that story. What about the original. Satan. Jealous of God and the kind of jealousy Satan had, it wasn't even the kind that you think, like, I want to be. Um, I see the president of the United States, I can make a better person. No, you know what? No, Satan said, I want to be like God, can't be better, can't be above. He want to be, I want to be worshiped like that. And then humanity's coming along, and Lord just showering and love, like a parent, you know, he's just just loving, loving human race. Now you got Satan, say, oh, he didn't do that to us. And he went back to the angels and said, which one of y'all angels did God come up and kiss you on the forehead and tuck you in at night? Man, he gave us these white robes and human beings running around there naked and ain't, ain't nothing going on down there. They get to make love to each other. We can't do that up here. How many of y'all guys are mad, man? That was the first Jimmy Hoffa. The Satan was pissed. Jealousy. And jealousy can also bring people with you. Remember, we talked about that, that they all go together. Strife. Mm. you got a lustfulness it don't have to be flesh lustfulness is a fire, de- fire desire for something usually sexual but you can lust for power tell me you ain't fit that had that micromanager running you down at your jaw because he is drunk with power I can hire and fire when he was a, basically a glorified shift lead or key turner that could be replaced with an application but he believes he is integral to the he's the foundation the pillar the four walls that holds this company together him willie j the copier man if he can only make copies this way and nobody else could duplicate it. and then they hire a xerox machine to come in and the tech comes in twice a week there's it can do four times as much work as poor little j roe over there makes you think he's not going oh and guess what they're starting to think about taking that out of him hey you know we don't need a copy guy anymore so we're going to we have to either move you in janitorial or wait a minute can you imagine that stinging his soul you think maybe that xerox start having problems of course jealousy who's gonna take my spot wrestling has it all real life we know about the real life drama that goes backstage politicians know what it's about if you ever had uh, uh, ROTC in college, college f- uh, high school if you ever was on the band you was in football, you was in basketball volleyball, you know, pole vaulting and that you had that, yeah, the coach that had his favorite, might even been his daughter and now even though you run faster than her you can throw that pole longer than her you could deadlift her and her daddy without breaking the sweat. But just because she's a team player and she doesn't try to be selfish all the time, and tries to get others involved, but I can win the game and you have won the game by your, by your own single efforts, allegedly. He's, she's now jealous of that spot because it's not enough she has that talent. She wants that spot. Cain and Abel. Abel brought his stuff. Cain brought what he wanted God to have and be happy with. God says Abel babe come here. Kiss loved him. Thank you. Cain, he's like you can you imagine uh, God looking at you he's like, Oh Abel, thank you oh man, this is Abel, you made this with your own hands, man. This is great. I'm so you did you know I know this with love. I'm gonna wear this tonight. That's that's the Lord. Man, that's great. Uh what you got, Abel? What you I mean, Cain, what you got for me? Let me see. You got uh What is this? Why is it dirty? Why does it have a, a, a price sticker? 99 cents store, and you blew your nose on it. And then he God looks at him like, How why were you why would you give me this, son? Well, Cain looked at God like, why would wait a minute? What I gave is look, I, I own the 99 cent store. How dare God? Oh, it's because of Abel abel has god's eye you mean and abel's a janitor and he he took night classes to learn how to sew and knit and crochet i just went to the to the store that i own that i that god blessed me with and i i'm i'm good at it i keep people employed i go get it from the 99 cents because one i blew my nose on it and i can't return it but two it's coming from me Cain. And then God looks at it and like, man, this is all... How you going to give me something used, dirty, and cheap? You didn't even try to put any effort. I own the store, God. You're missing the point. Remember where we get the idea is the thought that counts. Well, Cain hated it because the thought was counting like a son of a chicken. And Cain, I'm not laughing because of that. And then what did Cain do? Killed his brother out of jealousy. Let's keep going because I know we're at 38, 37. Let's keep going. We got... Paul versus the Judaizers. There's some jealousy there. The Judaizers, remember, they they believed in Christ as well as trying to uh complete and stay under the law, which you can't do. It's either all or nothing. It's either the it's either Jesus or bust. That's simple. It's the difference between you sitting down in luxury or the difference between you saying, "Man, why is the why am I in hell with a wool jacket on that's two, that's two sizes too small." And Satan sitting next to me with the same one going, man, don't you, I don't want to hear your complaints. It's a difference. I'm not paying make light of it, but you, you know where I'm going. So he had Paul being dogged by the Judaizers. I'm talking about dogged. They were, they followed him to the cities. They went ahead of him in the cities. They went with him as he's traveling to the cities. When he left the cities, they left some behind to try to sabotage every bit of what he done. All these letters that we're going to read now, the Philippians, even they, the Judah, were was trying to press into him. We covered that in the previous series. We're doing a church of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now we're in the bad. We're in Galatians, the bad. We're in the brave hearts. We're in the Rob Roy's. We're in the Celts. I I think I threw Scots in there. No disrespect, I promise. But, or and. So you have the Judah, and guess what? Paul was the creme de la creme. Paul was like Maverick from Top Gun. And was just like Iceman in the sense of he did not make any mistakes when it comes down to his job. But guess what he had that we're fully aware of and that we knew Paul did? Well, I'm glad you asked. For that, we're going to go to, we have to go to, we got to go to Acts. We, oops, we got to go to Acts. Why is we got to go to Acts? Because we got to see the birth of Paul. We got to hear Paul breathing fire and brimstone. We got to hear Paul who was bringing the thunder when there wasn't no rain. Paul was about that life. Paul was not playing, which was the Saul at the first beginning. So chapter nine. Verse 1, But Saul, still breathing threats and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for the letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, that if he found anyone who were on the way, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound in Jerusalem. And as he traveled, it happened that God got close to Damascus and suddenly a light. He got close to Damascus and suddenly a light from the sky shone down. So here's Paul. Wrecking something like a 747. He's he's creating the kind of rumbles that have the that would have California just break off and get into the ocean. Paul, and guess what? It was that zealotry for Judaism. How dare this fake, short-haired, curly-haired, ugly man say he's Jesus, the Messiah? How dare him create these so-called Christian? He may. He's what he so there's a prostitute, several of them. There's some retired pimps, some tax collectors, some professional leg breakers, some rapists, some drunks. And now all of a sudden they just clean and they just clean now. They all of a sudden they good. And then they're going to go out and then try to be quiet, but if somebody asks, they share it as if they have the Who do they think they? Who does this Messiah think he is? You know what? I know it. I'm locking everybody up. That's Paul breathing fire And hatred and slaughter Paul got blood on his hands And he believed he was doing it on the right reason Remember we discussed That fervent passion That excitement of the mind That driven force Paul had it Judaism or death That's it If you was a Christian And Paul was in front of you He says hey Eric you saved What does that mean lock him up Paul wasn't taking chances and it was going to go bad, but the Lord intervened. Let's keep going. We still got a little bit more. We got Herod versus G. Remember old Herod? You know, when he heard that the king the, the king has been born, you know, the star went up and the, and the king has been born. So he said, hey, come here, wise man. Bring, bring, yeah, come here. Put that chicken down. Come here. I want to worship this man too. Go find him. Then let me know. I'm going to send my best. Three wise men went out there, found it saw there was true king because they did read the prophecies they really like can you imagine reading the prophecy and you find out it's real you're like this is this is for real dog i mean i don't even have map quest that's old school google maps is not working but it's right there and he's real and then as they about to go back and tell herod because they were foolish what does god say when they hey look y'all need to just go ahead and turn left don't go back there or you ain't gonna make it back jealousy Herod wanted to kill That's why what did he do Was killing The newborn, the men Slaughtering babies Just in hopes I got him Jealousy Who is this king of the Jews I'm the king of the Jews It's Herod now Sorry about yelling Then we have Daniel versus everybody In Nebuchadnezzar's cabinet Everybody Sorcerers, astrologers Um, What else You got mediums You got spirit talkers you got the guy with the bones that throw them on the ground you got the guy that scratched off lottery tickets you got the guy that's looking at bones reading bones reading dead body reading entrails and then you got the guy that's that's clinging bones and and tuning forks and you got you got all them and the psychic can't forget the psychics that can just read and dream and understand and then you got daniel and never there's a to come down and says hey i want all y'all y'all right here y'all tell me something I have a dream, y'all. Tell I'm not mother the King. I have a. I had a dream, y'all. Tell me what it is. I'm gonna put y'all. I'm gonna put y'all all out and kill you. And so then they like, oh, we don't. We, you gotta help us out, King. I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all, y'all been here burning all kinds of animal fat. You've been. I got all this this aromatherapy and lavender over here. I can't even breathe. I'm taking Benadryl. I can't sleep because my eyes are watering. And I'm. I'm I, look, this ain't cool. Now you're telling me that I allowed you to do all that. I allowed you to mess up my sinuses just for you to tell me you can't do it unless i help you oh no hey uh royce come here get all the hatchet men all of them right there or any any one of them just they dead so then daniel has to go bail them out because daniel's like wait a minute why am i getting killed i wasn't even i was milking a cow even though he wasn't doing that he was probably doing sudoku and he, he get called in king wait a minute man i i just i literally just woke up i took a nap and then i went look i did my chores laid down took a nap got up and i had a knife at my throat and saying look daniel i'm sorry that's a hard way to wake up king what does daniel do interpret the dream what do you think happened to them chaldeans and the swords? jealousy daniel did what they could not do with their little fake phony tricks gadgets and magic tricks and parlor tricks because Nebuchadnezzar wasn't here. Which means Nebuchadnezzar knew it was fake anyway. But he loved to hear how great he was. That's a whole other story. Then we got Philip and Simon. We read about that. That's in Acts chapter 8. I went there first before I went to 9. Because I because I, I believe Paul was being talked about in there. But for the sake of time, we went to, just went right to 9. And we learned that Philip had true miracles from God. And Simon was... Sh- he was he was uh what was his name he was david david blaine or david plain he was chris angel or chris angles and he was making all kinds of illusions everybody thought man surely simon is real and then philip come along shows the miracles and it works and it happens and everybody sees it without him having to do some shady tricks with his hands he was like man that dude got it a little bit of jealousy not much just enough to where he says hey apostles man I got all this money man I got knots on top of knots I got Venmo I got cash App. I got Bitcoin what you need I'll buy that Holy Spirit from you so I can do it to us, what Philip is doing Simon almost got killed that day because he tried to buy God's will how high that's not a right word to ask how deranged maybe but how lustful for you to feel that simon wanted to be credible so he could do what philip did and the only reason miracle philip was doing miracles was to validate he was a messenger from god it wasn't because he was just passing them out like junior men's that's how you know a real miracle If a miracle happens somewhere, a man is speaking for God or he needs to validate himself to do so. Not him validate. God wanted to validate him. Oh, Eric, I've seen this is a miracle. That's a blessing. Blessings are super powerful. They're super cool. They just don't sound as good as a miracle. But many of us ain't seen a miracle in our lives. It took over two to 300 years before, uh, before the Israelites even saw a miracle themselves. They knew about them. And they knew exactly when a miracle happens, we know that that man is from God. Then Jesus come along, start doing them. They're like, well, that's not who we want. We don't want him. We want that good looking model over there. The one with the curly hair and the nice touched up beard and the tattoo that says for life. We want him. No, you got Jesus. And now, for the sake of time, guess what? We got Saul versus David. That's very, very well known. We got, of course, we got the uh, the Israelites versus Rome. Now it's that's more of a zealotry to the point of sure. I understand they're they're occupying you and they subjugated your people. But Rome was interesting because they would allow you to govern yourself. There were certain things you just couldn't do, but everything else you pretty much they left you alone. But the Jews and the Israelites, they you know same people. Um, they wanted their freedom. They wanted to practice what how they wanted to see it, and Rome wasn't interfering with that. But there was the zealots that was within the Jewish community. That carried Nah, They were Sicario's. The original. And they would kill Roman soldiers. They would carry these little wavy daggers. You know time we see stuff like in the Arabian movies. And they got the, the towels. And you got that little cricket little dagger. Yeah they did that. And you didn't know who it was. That, they, that was the thing. They were fervently for Judaism. They were firmly for their people. And if I could just kill that centurion. And nobody knows. Assassin's Creed baby. And then we got Miriam versus Moses. And then we go, wait a minute, did you say wife versus husband? Miriam versus Moses. We got to go on the way back machine. And this is not going to go good for Miriam. You're going to hear what well, no woman that's all about self. It's all about look at me. Look at what I got. I'm a boss. You ain't going to want to hear this. Because God's going to tell you what he thinks about stuff like that. And it ain't cool. I want to run. Now I'm going to wear the pants and everything. You might not. You might want to turn. This ain't going to go good for Miriam. And Miriam had that heartiness. And it didn't go good. But let's read it. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the cushite woman who he had married for he married a cushite woman that black woman i can't stay. look at in big lips look at her body look at her skin and moses married her now miriam i could I, I get it you brought i'm not enough woman for you moses if it stopped there it's reasonable you know moses you know, we there was a movie called Jungle Fever and Stevie Wonder's but I, I'm not trying to be, you know, offensive, but that was just a movie and it was a really good song. It's basically about you know mixing of the races. And Israelites don't do that. That was the one thing. And remember, we're in numbers. God has spoken, don't mix with people. But God said don't mix with certain people. Oh no, not not Miriam because that black woman took my position. She didn't. But I get if I would get if my wife came up with another dude and said, hey, uh, this is our, this is uh, my other husband. I just got him and uh, we go live together. What the I didn't sign up for this. I get it. And if Miriam would have left it there, racism and all, it might have been good. We could probably relate to her. But it was about her being a Kushite woman. More than anything else. There's a there's a maybe if she was another jewish because there were still multiple wives happening maybe it would have been not as bad oh that's a fellow israelite i I know uh i know Shoshana. she's a good girl we hang out all the time we we work out at the same gym we work out at planet jerusalem we, we handle all that together no he wouldn't got the cushite woman you know the woman that was milking cows bringing back water and and doing all the menial uh, stuff that happens but old moses said oh man she is beautiful look at that dark skin Look at her the way she carries herself. Every time I speak with her, she has nothing but 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 sugar and spice coming from, and it's genuine. She's a genuine. I gotta have her as a wife. She does everything and is everything a husband should want in a wife. And she's and now you got Mo, Miriam going, man. What am I like, chopped liver? And you know, Miriam was you know Miriam was beautiful, but who wanna have that rivalry there? And not only that, she's not an Israelite. So we know it's a little bit that's the racism. And that's obvious. It ain't me trying to embed, it's there. Listen to verse 2. They and and not to not I go too far because old Aaron was there with her. Now we got the effeminate yes man. We got the boss and we got the dude that says, yes, honey. Yes, ma'am. I get it. Now Moses, God gave Aaron to Moses till he be his right hand man. Aaron was the speaker, he was the original speaker. And he was the man that that gave out the edits. He was the man that spoke for Moses because Moses stuttered. And now Miriam bends Aaron because guess what? It happened with the when when the Israelites bent Aaron when they, they, when they made that golden calf. He's pushable. He's moldable. He's cowardly. He'll bend under pressure. So Miriam and Aaron spoke against against the Cushite woman. I don't think Aaron really would have cared. Or maybe he did, and it just took Miriam to to agree together. If they would have left it at that, it would have been all right. You know, for that. But what's coming is not cool. Verse 2, they said, has Yahweh indeed spoken only with Moses? Hasn't he spoken also with us? Yahweh heard it. Now listen to this now think about what she said i will go over on time i apologize but i'm not sorry listen to what she just said or they said i'm sorry i'm not putting it all on Miriam. i'm not hating on women they said <clears throat> and they're saying this to themselves they probably have that little conversation you know they might have been sitting there weaving cotton or something and aaron's doing what aaron does the, the one time he's not around moses he's with miriam and they're discussing that Kushite woman i can't stand look at him lips I just don't like the way she eats her food. She has to. Mm-mm. She ain't. She ain't cultured. And that, look at that black skin. You know, whatever. Then they said to themselves, "Has only look. You trying to tell me that God only talks to Moses? And this has come to look because he married that black woman. Moses now his name tastes like stuff on their tongue. They thought questioning Moses' position. That's Aaron and Miriam." get miriam questioning you know you can have a wife angry with you that's totally acceptable but the man that god has chosen to speak for moses that dude agree that takes either the highest of monaco hones or he is the stupidest man that has walked next to moses matter of fact aaron carried that curse going forward we have to get in that too aaron got rewarded for his cowardice you thought Moses was nervous about doing the job. Moses just thought his disabilities was going to make that make him do his job that much harder. Old Aaron didn't have that. He was well-spoken, well-groomed, knew how to read, write, could do cursing, could do shorthand, backhand. Aaron was well-educated. He knew what to do. He could speak well. So how could he speak against Moses? So he had to believe, maybe it's since God did choose me to side with Moses, maybe... He intended us to be a triune. But old Moses, he hogged it for himself. This ain't the first time Moses is going to get accused of being the only one that's not qualified just to speak to God by themselves. Uh, That happened with the core rebellion. We got to get into that later too. So verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble. Above all the men who were on the surface of the earth. That's a lot of humility. When God can look out and say, I can't see a humble man as Moses. Uh, mo uh, hold on yeah uh, moses uh no that's most not just mo- that's just moses okay what i mean by that humble think about it. he's serving god directly he's not getting sms messaging for the young to the youngsters he ain't on instagram god ain't sending snapchats god is not on patreon Sending Because Moses has signed up. He's not doing it through the Patreon system. God is not using the phone of a friend. So somebody else is going through it. No. Listen to what God says. Listen to this. This is powerful stuff. Yahweh spoke suddenly to Moses. And to Aaron. And to Miriam. Come out you three. To the tent of meeting. Them three came out. Can you imagine Moses doing what Moses was doing? Let's say Moses was looking at that rag that that old cain made years ago man this is some i mean well abel made this is some really good cloth moses oh lord uh yes yeah i need miriam come here and bring aaron with you come to the tent of meeting we got a problem now they nervous you think about god in that booming voice and he didn't have to yell moses uh miriam aaron come here yeah we're going all three of y'all yeah, you, you, you. Yeah, come on to the tent of meeting. So they went to the tent of meeting. Yahweh came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam and they both came forth. Kind of interesting how a cloud could stand. Pretty. Interesting. How do you describe a spirit standing? Would that's one of those things that's kind of cool. Cause he came down on a cloud, but he he's a spirit. He's God. He's beyond that. I ain't know how he's standing. It's the only way to communicate it, baby. It's the only way to communicate it. Because he's not going to stand and land down with some Tim's on. He's not going to land down with some nice Gucci shoes. It's just How does the spirit stand? We just don't see it. But listen to this. He said in verse 6. Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, will make myself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. This is how prophets. That's how we know a fake prophet. I'm a true prophet because he says i will tell them directly and there'll be no doubt in their mind that god did it because what they say god will use the miracles to prove it yes i spoke to that prophet through that dream notice he said through the dream the prophet daniel through the dream listen to this my servant moses is not so wait a minute all these years you heard moses probably those in religion things. moses was a prophet he wasn't because god dealt with him one-on-one listen to this listen to god get down on this god now remember they gotta feel like a so god basically dishragged them they were sitting there nice and haughty i'm using a lot of props today i'm sorry but god just basically snapped them like that and was folding them and, and he's handling it right now they're nervous they're scared i got goosebumps thinking about it listen to what god says Moses, he's a servant. He ain't a prophet. I ain't talking to him his dream. I'm talking to him straight like we're talking right now. Listen to God say that. My Moses my servant Moses, verse 7, is not so. He ain't a prophet. He is faithful in all my he do what he's supposed to. I ain't got no problem with that boy. That boy is fine. He's a servant. I I look, I see what Moses is doing every day. I ain't got no beef with that. Let me tell you why. Look at what God says in verse eight. This is powerful. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even manifestly, and not in dark speeches. And 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 the form of Yahweh shall he see. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? God is pissed. All they said was, "Is is he? He's the only one that that." is Moses the only one that god talks to i mean last time i checked aren't we not prophets that's what she's trying to assume god said hold on time out mm-mm. y'all ain't no ain't a no prophet out here not not mm-mm. ain't no prophet out here i go to dreams to talk to them i hire them i don't go through indeed i don't go to them through monster i don't need no help finding a recruiter i go right to their dreams tell them what i want them to say they go say it verbatim and case closed now moses Again, I didn't text him. I walked up in front of him. I talked to him mouth to mouth. I manifested myself to him to where Moses always had to shy, shy away. I made myself present and known to him. So there was no doubt he is not some prophet. I dealt with Moses as a servant. Laid hands with Moses. I told Moses what to write. Moses speaks what I tell him to speak because I'm right there giving it to him. He didn't need a tutor. Even though Aaron was the mouthpiece, he's the mouthpiece for Moses. So when Moses get nervous and started stuttering, Aaron's there to deliver to the, to the, to the Israelites. Who else you think he was? Aaron got to talk to the Israelites, man. They rally. Remember, they just, look, they crossed the ocean. They crossed the Red Sea. They saw Shamu face to face. They saw Jaws' great great granddaddy face to face. The first guppies, the first minnows. And can you imagine that whale? As he got this large caravan of Israelites walking on dry sand, by the way, as he split that Red Sea, it wasn't. Can you imagine? They're pulling carts and wagons, and they weren't sliding around because of the mud. It was dry. And now you got them fish. Like what the heck? What? Who are these? Are those human beings just walking? Wait, they not drowning? What the? How? That happened. After all that. After that. Then they went 40 days, 40 nights where God was leading them by, the, by flame and cloud. And then when they were hungry, he was breaking rocks, making aquafina. They had the best tasting water. They had that Fiji water, that, that well water that just, mm, delicious. And when they needed food, he rained it down as if DoorDash was just pouring out your favorite meals of choice out of nowhere. And then God said, gather them crumbs up, put it in there just to remember I fed you. And what happened? a few days oh man we hungry they go that moses he he, he ain't doing us right i'm gonna go to the mountain guys okay aaron i'm gonna go to the mountains god wants me to speak to him you know he said look i need you up here now so he did he sent a text and i know he's not happy right now or something i don't know but i want you to look after the, the family i'll be right back moses probably didn't get to climb one steep with the goat before they was thought well, hey aaron hold up man can you make us Moses been gone a while he just left i right, look aaron he look it's too long He's been gone a while. Build us a God that, that did what that other God did. You know, a God we can control. Because that Moses guy is out of control. Man, he has us walking through the the 40 days, 40 nights. In Egypt, we were doing good. We didn't have to walk that far. They were in slavery, by the way, and complaining. What is that about? Here's God basically telling them flat out to their face, to Miriam and Aaron. I speak to Moses one-on-one. I, I don't have, I don't need a crowd. I, me and him just like that like you speak like me speaking to an employee me speaking to my son and my daughter me speaking to servants not saying my kids are servants but he, i talk to him like a man to man listen to this and you wasn't even afraid to speak against most not it's not it wasn't enough that i speak to him directly it wasn't enough that i got you through 40 days and 40 nights it wasn't enough that i got you out of the hands of of ridiculously vicious slave master not only did i spare your children the night the death angel came and knocked on all the firstborns of the egyptians not only did i feed you when you was hungry and ungrateful not only did i not burn every single one of you up when you tried to make that other god you know what is, you know that kind of stuff and then after all of that you beg for a king i bring you david you oh after before well before after moses of course uh, moses then you had joshua then you had the judges so i give you judges because you're crying you're you worried about people taking over Jerusalem I appointed judges then that wasn't good enough you needed a king you needed a soul solitary I gave you Saul then I brought on David and then after that I tell you about the Messiah coming and now you don't want to let go of that because it's tangible I, I'm to have the blood of David so we can like that guy David was good looking David was that warrior David was an adulterer David had lustfulness David wasn't immune and God still loved him, in, in spite of David's shortcomings. And yet, we can't forgive somebody that do us dirty. And, and oh, I don't want the marriage to work. I don't want that friendship. Yeah, we're in the reconciliation business. I understand there are circumstances that that's not possible. Well, that obviously doesn't mean you. So don't. I'm not saying that you're in that look you know the situation that you was in you know what you could tolerate what you can't tolerate that's between you and god i'm just telling you from the bible's perspective it's not that i don't understand i'm in a similar situation it's unwillful for me i don't want that to be happening but it is so i still got to carry and conduct myself as the bible says i'm i'm just a messenger you slap me if you want to but i'll sue i'm just kidding so listen to this and they weren't afraid to speak against moses so after all of that, and they watched all the miracle, they watched every time Moses asked God for something on their behalf, God was willing. And it wasn't enough. Miriam, they had to hate that black woman a lot. Or was it they were jealous of Moses? Probably a little bit of both. I think the Cushite woman was just an excuse. They wanted to speak to God just like Moses. He, he is not that big of a deal, Miriam. I've been married to this man for this long. He is not that good. I had to circumcise our own child, or God would have killed us. That happened, you know. Miriam had look. Moses was out there circumcised, make sure everybody was circumcised. Miriam pulling on his jacket and said, "Here." And through I'm using more props. Can you imagine talking to your, talking to people? Hey, good. That was. A, I'm glad you brought your son to get circumcised. I would. What is this? That's your son's. I had to do it right in front of you. Because you were too negligent to handle it. Miriam got, got grounds. Who is this? It's my husband. He ain't that bad. Even though that's that same woman that held his arms up. When, 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 when uh, Joshua was down there handling business. Because remember, as long as Moses, his arms were up. They were winning that fight. If they dropped, so would they lose. So Miriam is seeing all that God has done. Aaron has seen all that God has done. And yet, No fear of god all of a sudden because everything's focused on moses it's like god oh god ain't gonna say nothing about that or maybe he they thought that he wasn't gonna hear because you know there are people that say that you know there is a bible verse there is in proverbs but the fool says there ain't no god and there's in an ezekiel they said the jews went into other uh, rocks and started worshiping the sun because god ain't gonna see us and god sees everything when you did whatever you're doing on that app god saw it when you were doing whatever you was doing yesterday god saw it as you're sitting here listen this. god sees it as you're laying down god sees it as you dream god sees it then look you ain't hiding anywhere you can't go to a closet god already in there see it can't hide but we believe because we want to cover our sins up you know the reason why adam and eve tried to cover themselves because they were exposed Same way. Now, here's Miriam and Aaron exposed. They thought they were in the cover of darkness, mumbling to each other. Yeah, I can't stand Moses. He got coins on his feet. His beard is out of place. He stinks. He doesn't take a bath every day. All of a sudden, now, that would have been fine, too. But they questioned, can't we? Moses ain't the only prophet out here. We can hear God, too, right? God's taking that business. The anger of Yahweh was kindled Against them, and he departed. Imagine God angry with you, and vanishes to like this thunderous. I can't even describe it because it's not going to work. But just can you imagine? First God tells you, "Who the, who the hell do you think you are?" And then I'm gone. He's gone. Tell me they knees ain't knocking. Tell me they not afraid. Like well, what? What? Wait a minute. hold time God, we cannot. Man, he gone. Couldn't even plead their case. He left. Listen to this. The cloud removed from over the tent of the meeting. And behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. And Aaron looked at Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. It did, the cloud lifted up the, from the tent of the meeting. God left. He looked over at Miriam, and she was leper contaminate. Leprosy everywhere. That means what? She's sick. She got leprosy. That's a big deal. That's a sign of severe uncleanly. uncleanliness. She is unclean. She's got to get put out or put down. She's sick. She can't be, she can't be around Moses and the Cushite woman and Aaron no more. She can't go to the basket weaving. She can't go to the, the Bible study meeting. She can't go to the women's club. She can't participate in the... She, no she's sick now deathly sick with lepros and this lepros you know the limbs falling off she went in with good she went in with Clarol or avon type skin and came out looking like an ashtray and aaron probably went oh yeah we stepped in it uh yeah we, we stepped in it listen to this Aaron said to Moses, oh, my Lord, please don't lay sin on us for that. We have done foolishly for that. We have been Aaron again was big before God got there Miriam. They talking all they were talking greasy against Moses. Now Aaron is pulling and yanking on Moses. (laughs) don't let this happen, man. What are you going to give to me? She got lepers. It could be really bad for me. He's begging and crying and pleading Miriam. I'm sure pleading. But listen to this verse 12 and notice what they said we have done foolishly and for that we have sent they admitted it their jealousy that hatred that strife that was building in them because they see moses doing these things and he's not up to spec because aaron got the breathing he actually does aaron the priesthood goes to him he's the man next to moses he's that guy that moses gives something that helps moses Outside of that, he really is the man. Next to Moses, he's that guy that Moses says, Hey, do me a favor, man, run that copy down to there. To that, uh, yeah, make a copy of that for me. I'll be right back. That's he's that guy. And Miriam sees it, she saw it all. And she's Mo, she's Moses' wife, which means she's had to clean up messes and she's seen how very human. God, look at you, Moses! You threw, you took your underwear off, landed on the carpet. Look, look at that! And I gotta pick this nasty thing up. You don't put your clothes in the hamper. The maiden girls come in; they're always mad because you blow your nose. And I'm that's ooh, the mighty prophet of God, the husband of husband. Can you imagine Miriam just, just pissed? They argued, yes. And now they both said, I, "Look, we're better than Moses. If not equals, we're a little bit better." Jealousy. And they were passionate about it. Why? Because they wasn't afraid of God. Remember, fruit of the spirit, fruit of the flesh, those lustful desires that we want can give us that false delusional bravery to where we can say, there ain't no God, I ain't scared of nothing. Kiss my grits. God, kiss all of my grits. Your Bible sucks. Your son sucks. Everything sucks. I don't believe in none of it. That's true Sin incarnate denial without research see it's easy to hate God it's so easy a caveman can do it you know it's not easy going directly to be to find out if he's truly real that takes a desire to be proven I'm going to do what I got to do to prove that God is not true you can go through all the history books can't get it there you can go look at the dead You can't get it there. You can look at the Bible and say, "Oh, no, no." You need to go to the source, because that's like getting mad at the messenger, but you, but you don't ever want to confront the king, because the messenger is easy. You can beat up a Christian all day long. I know. I used to do it. I still do it, and I, it's it's shameful. I admit it. Yes, I see someone that is in any kind of, I see a reform roll up with all their arrogance and all their pompousness I don't normally give grace I give them I, I split wigs I get all knee deep in atheology. theology I tear that thing apart and guess what happens they don't ever talk to me anymore I failed because in my fervor wasn't jealousy but it was hatred I was in that right there hatred because they think that their religion is the best above all. I could, ex- I, why didn't I just accept there a line bunch of, bunch of that? It wasn't enough for me because I had personal history. I had personal hatred, animosity, strife. And there was a lustfulness for want to see that theology burn to the ground. Me forgetting that those are still people in sin. And then when I get punished, I don't understand. This is, this is all happening with me. I, I am not. I am worse than I am not a good man. I've said that many times. People all areas. I am not a good man. The things that I have done and still come back to this day is a daily fight. I try to be a better man, not in my own strength, because I lean on God. I honestly don't have a faith or a confidence in myself at all. I don't believe that Eric could do a thing outside of God. I am hopefully pitiful outside. You should have seen me in 2020. I was pitiful. What was left of me that all that rah-rah and Eric did this, look at my accomplishments, look how far I've come, look how much money, all that's gone. And I prayed for that. I saw how horrible I treat people. I saw how I gave both barrels to both friends and enemies. I, and this is me as a Christian because I was still in religion. But I don't take that as an excuse. That still came from me. Because then once I get out, I now feel free. I know I'm free. But now I got contempt. I didn't forgive. And that's a struggle. I didn't forgive that those men lied. I didn't forgive that. if I didn't forgive them. I hold them accountable. There's a difference between holding someone accountable but still forgiving them so that way you don't come to them and punch them and break their nose and then say, look, you was in the wrong. How they gonna listen to you when their nose is broke? And I'm guilty of that. So let's continue. I just had to put that out there so people know I don't walk on water. My feet get wet, I wear crocs, and they will get soaking wet. I ain't done that. I wish I could walk on water. There are days I feel like I can, but that's just a feeling. I've got to I've got to trust God in order to walk. And I look, I trust God just to walk out the door that to me is an accomplishment because i just didn't believe i was an atheist for 27 years it was no thing to disrespect god guess what they miriam and uh, and aaron knew god they seen him work through moses they saw moses nod and, and understand they saw this pillar of smoke moses saw god and he couldn't look at Him because remember he said god if you just let me see if let me see you for once and god says if i turn and look at you and i show you my face you won't you'll you will disintegrate out of memory no i'll show you my hind parts you know basically here's god trying to show him some kind of human aspect of him so moses could grasp how mighty god is moses couldn't do it that kind of righteousness and humility is what god is saying look even when moses said god i want to truly see you please he loved god that much he was obedient to god he just wanted to just be able to relate just a tiny bit can you imagine talking one-on-one with god and moses is trying to can i just maybe get god in a way that my mind could understand because i love him and when the when god tried to give it to him moses could not look upon him humility and he didn't use any of these things that God has given him. He didn't use any of these things for abuse. He didn't use any of these things to rub it in people's faces. He didn't use any of these things to say, look, Israelites, I'm the man. Bring me my gold chain. Y'all, y'all know I'm with God. I speak to God every day. I'm repping God. Y'all act a fool. You in trouble. No. He was humble. Because you got the, the Almighty speaking to you. You ain't going to be all bravado and going out that door. T- telling everybody what you do You ain't gonna get on Instagram real quick. You ain't gonna make a YouTube video or reaction video. Or you talking to God. No, no. You gonna be shaking in your boots. Wondering how did I survive that conversation? Well, guess what? Aaron is saying that same thing. How did we survive? Well, Miriam got leprosy. I might just get killed. I might just get blowed up. I don't know what's going Moses, I sinned against God. We both did. Now Aaron is including because guess what? Aaron knew better. Aaron knew better and still did it. Is that not us? Even with all the evidence and truth that he's seen, he still didn't fear God because the sin is very overriding and destructive and it's very perfect in its design on what it does. See, it's easy to discount something when there is a personal and emotional conviction against it. You cannot tell a KKK devoted, a devoted down for whatever. I got a shotgun and a, an AR-15. If a black, brown, green, I don't care if a flying saucer lands on my, I will put two barrels in him and I'll bury him and not think twice. That will blind him to saying the man that's bring that came to his yard was trying to bring him that his grandma died. And this is the wheel and he doesn't matter to him. And he finds out, he goes, well, that Negro should have known better not to walk up here. He should have been a white man. That kind of sin we all have, jealousy, lustfulness, adultery, sexual immorality, uh, idolatry. You got, uh, got our, so we got our full gambit so far. and We still got more to go. All of those things are all cohesive and they work within the human mind. They work within the human soul. They are indistinguishable for you because that is all we've ever known. You were born in this world at war with God and you didn't even understand why. And then when you understand why, it's so preposterous. How can I be judged and given this life and it's not mine? It's not fair. I didn't have a choice in this. This is not cool. I don't want to be subject to that. I have parents. Look, I get it. Atheist for 27 years. I get it. Good news, you do have free will. Absolutely. Bad news is you sinned willfully. Worse news, you don't take accountability for it. You don't care. I just disbelieve God. That's an emotional conviction. I get it. I had it. And it so that means there's no amount of evidence that will get you to be convinced unless you go to, to the source and guess what remember we were talking about jealousy remember we discussed what this whole episode is about zelos, disbelief that's protected and fought for and defended is the very definition of zelos, jealousy yeah as you stand your ground hating against God, as you stand your ground hating against Pentecostals, as you stand your ground against Muslim, as you stand your grounds against the Hindus, Indians, uh, a black dude, the white dude, the white race, the Hispanic race, true American Indians, whatever, Democrat, Republican, how that kind of hatred and, and see jealousy just seemed like, oh, I want what they have. It also means they don't deserve it. They should not have the right. As for us, how dare them think that they are better than us? And even if they don't think that, they just look down upon someone. And then they do what? They go out of their way to crush it. Jealousy. Doesn't sound like the human word that we use. We have to look at that through God's eyes. It is the driving force that helps us deny anything that is true. If you want to find a news article, do you hate the reporter? Do you hate the company that produced it? Or do you got to go find out for yourself? That's the only way to really, what would you prefer? It's easy to hate CNN, hate Fox, hate this, hate that. But did you go do your own research? Did you go seek with everything you got to find out, is he real? Because until that happens, it's just jealousy. And not the jealousy of the human manner that we talk about it's that desire and emotional conviction to say I am the man and woman that controls my life I marry divorce cheat on so I do what I want to do and damn any God that will judge me and yet when the bible is read yet when a christian is around yet when you hear the word of god it angers you and you didn't even know that that was a choice and sin inflames you enough to where you would stick your fingers so far in your ears not to hear until they touch together even if it killed you it almost killed me and has killed many of my brothers and sisters out there those you know black you know as all my brothers and sisters of skin but you know in the body of christ there ain't no separation with that oh that's a white boy no that's my brother no you got a brother he's black no that's my brother that's my skin brother but the brother in spirit that's where my love goes more than anything else i love my brother i love my father if they're outside i still love them but my brother in christ is in is in serious harm and they're in serious harm i gotta struggle I don't expect anybody to understand that. I get it. And I'm, look, many times I wake up an atheist and go to sleep a Christian every night. It's hard to wrap my mind around the things that I have seen, the things I've witnessed, the things that it would blow your mind. And rather than sit here and try to persuade you with those, that would be the wrong thing to do. It doesn't serve a purpose. It serves no purpose for me to show those things because you know what it's going to do? Trigger. The emotional response The emotional conviction The desire to not believe It will trigger the everything that you says I do not agree with the Bible I do not agree with those Christians I do not agree with what Roman Catholics do And God is with you 100% I always say what do atheists And Jesus have in common They both know religion And man made wisdom around that stuff Is a sham You cannot be mad at the truth You can be mad at a lie You can't get mad at the truth. Well, you can, but that just tells you where the sin is. If you ever wanted to experience what it's like to deny God or deny that sin is happening, just find out what your emotional connection is to that hatred and find out, is it rational? Think about that for a second. And I had to get confronted with that. You know, when I went to go find and seek God because I wanted to prove. And you know, here's something I got to admit, this is horrible. Um, You know, one of the driving things that really made me want to seek God out to disprove him when i was with my when i was i wasn't even dating my wife she we were close friends with immense love and i just would not commit to her i just selfish son of a chicken and i was unsaved at that time and i was very moved about by, by all this happened that's why i'm wearing my ring because i was like man i gotta put it on because i ain't represent i may be not in i gotta represent i'm still i'm still there right but anyway the fact that she would talk so highly about God and not me about all the things how I helped her I set out to separate her from the idea of God. I absolutely and tried to destroy it and I got close. That's when I realized this woman really loved me because I almost robbed her of that and for that I am a complete human being that is disgusting. Yes, I'm forgiven. Yes, I know that's under the blood. Yes, I know that that sin is, is forgiven. But you know, I chose to do that and I willfully did it. And that's what doesn't go away. It'd be different if somebody said, oh, you were pushed. I chose to do that because I hated God that much. Because she was sharing something that I didn't believe in. There was a part of her that was sharing something with this thing and it wasn't all mine. And I set out to get it. God ain't real. She's wasting her time. I, that's just stupid. And she could attest to you how bad I yeah, it was pretty bad. It, I'm, the level of damage and emotional damage and mental damage that I chose to do almost worked. And if not for God, I don't know where, I don't know where her life would be today. If he didn't save me, I probably would have ruined it to the point of destruction. I had no doubt about that She cared about me that much She loved me that much More than I love myself And my first instinct was Even though She loved me It wasn't to the capacity That I'd wanted Because I know Somewhere in there If we're doing something She's going to say hey, Eric man Thank God for that And it'll piss me off I'm guilty I can relate to jealousy So much Because I was jealous of God Here's this No thing That my wife's devoted to My mom's devoted to my pastor's devoted to my dad's devoted to my cousin, and they ain't no proof for him. When we just we just been going through the proof of what's happening in the human condition, but when you don't want to hear, because your sins are louder than the truth, then you get the famous phrase, "That's my truth." And when the truth gets told to you, cognitive cognitive dissonance when your beliefs are questioned and it's valid questioning and they cannot withstand pressure pipes bust you know we all you know you hear me say that right pressure bust pipes apply pressure you will find out what happens with a person apply pressure to someone's faith that's in religion and watch it burst don't do it like i do but watch it. Well, are you really sure you believe in the Triumph of God? Yeah, it's in there. Tell me what God teaches it. Well, it's right. No, 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 no. Don't tell me. Show me. You will go around and around in a circle trying to prove something that never the Bible has said. And this you can go on with anything with that with the Bible. I'm just making that to go. So I'm at 930. I knew willfully I was going to go over time. I knew I warned you guys ahead of time. I knew it was coming. I'm sorry. But I just knew. Um, and strange enough uh i'm closing out by the way so strange enough well i can't close out yet until we hit this hold on before i close out i'll save that story let's read it we'll see what happens so um aaron goes to moses begs moses to talk to god because remember he just realized yeah god don't talk to us i ain't no prophet miriam ain't no prophet he talks to moses look you got to talk to him i ain't got his text number i can't know moses you need to plead for us please he was genuinely terrified mo look at this and then moses what does he do let her not i pray be as one of the dead of whom the flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb moses cried to yahweh saying heal her god i beg you begging for his wife begging i begged for my wife and i i begged here i am here's moses begging god please don't kill this woman i love this woman Can you imagine Miriam hearing this? Not only is she leprous, not only did she throw Moses under the bus, but backed up and parked it. Same man that she had to circumcise her son because Moses was too busy. And he really was. He he got distracted. Absolutely. And God says, take care of your house first. Moses didn't do that. So his wife had to. They're a family unit. It's supposed to work that way. But there was contempt. And it just bread and bread and bread. Now and I don't respect Moses and Aaron. Neither should you, Aaron. I'm look, man. I can do. I, I'm eloquent. Speak. I'm necessary. Here's where we're at right now. And here, Moses crying out to Yahweh, please heal her. Don't kill her. Please, I'm begging you. That's my wife. I love her. Don't let that sin. Don't please, Father. Don't do this, right? Yahweh said to Moses if her father had 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 but spit in her face shouldn't she be ashamed seven days let her be shut up outside of the camp seven days and after that she shall be brought in again miriam was shut outside of the camp for seven days and the people didn't travel until miriam was brought in again that's beautiful here is something that we need to embrace and love just for the sake of what we saw here the people did moses man let's go ahead we'll come we'll come back and pick up miriam no they seven days they waited for her to get healed by god she had to be outside the camp away from all that social gathering the food and the camaraderie and the fellowship and the prayer she had to be outside out there protect getting basically, she you know, she's trying to protect the group because leprosy is highly contagious, it can leap faster than covet and perfectly. So, that's the way to sustain it. So, they got to get keep her out there. And when we, and there, that was that's now a custom that the Jews they, they look say, okay, after seven days, examine their skin, see if it has any blots or blemishes. That's exactly what Jesus told the leprous man. and he goes, Hey, now that you're healed, go show yourself to the priest. So, now when they see this man walk through the town. He ain't going to get stoned or attacked because he shouldn't be in it. it ain't, it's under seven days. So he has to go see it. And can you imagine that, that Pharisee, or that priest looked at him like, you just got this this morning. How are you all right now? That, that's what that is. So, and listen to what he tells Moses. So if my, if, if I'm the father, if my daughter does something so disrespectful and I spit in her face shouldn't she be ashamed moses can't argue with that he can't yeah well yes he did well guess what i'll spare her the, the same applies for everybody the other lepers she don't get no special treatment same seven days everybody else gets the difference being she's gonna live the difference being moses begged and prayed the difference is Aaron recognized their sin. The difference is Miriam understood their sin. And most of all, there was this finally, there was a humbling. It wasn't enough for Moses, they needed to be humbled too. And it almost cost them their life. Just because jealousy, it murders and kills and consumes. That's what Paul said in, in, in Galatians. If you bite on one another, Aaron and Miriam biting each other. Make sure you're not consumed. It was okay if they left it at the Cushite woman. But she was just the catalyst to say, see, Moses ain't making good decision. And then they went and complained against Moses. And here's God saying, I picked Moses to be my man. And he's like, I'm making Moses. Uh, Moses sucks. Oh, no, she did not. I know Aaron didn't say that. That's exactly what happened. So, um... Long story short, on my the story I left out on, I'll have to put that for another time because I'm way past time. But I will tell you this there is no amount of begging that I have not done to see my marriage healed. But I have to. I must trust in what God has done. And I also know that I am exactly experiencing what needed to be what needed to happen. I did not do enough to make that marriage viable in our eyes and i understand and i take that full responsibility any sin that happens it falls on my shoulders it's what it is to be a man to be a christian there's no bravado in that i pray for this every night and i could not sit here telling you today and not and, and not make it if i didn't tell you guys that god is merciful to a point of complete peace i'm heartbroken and yet there's peace with him that i can continue make this content He gives me peace to be able to reach out and talk to you guys, non-believers, believers alike, and truly love you as individuals. Something I could not do before 2012 in March. Before that, you would have hated me as a human being. I know. My wife, she did not want to hate me to do that. And I was grossly horrible. My whole family looked at me as a piece of trash. And only by the grace of God am I here today... And the hardest thing about being a Christian this is why I like to show people the real truth side of Christianity because what you see in the movies and on TV that is some, as some as fake as a three dollar bill when two wooden nickels. The truth is a lot of us don't look and nearly as put together like that. We have our own secret wars our secret battles and we take it day by day. We could plan for the future but we don't know how long we'll be in it. We'll, uh, Eric what you gonna do on Saturday? I ain't even got there it's Wednesday dog can you get can I get to Friday first? I ain't got that far, so it is not a life that is like this. Oh, we're just magically enchanted. We we have the struggles equal to yours. There's nothing that we don't have. This oh, I'm suffering way further. No, I know for a fact I ain't suffering nearly than what others are at all. So I'm not foolish to that. So with that said, it's a humbling experience knowing that God is there to help us and then shield us and, and and help. Nurture our souls and feelings so we can go help others that may not believe the way we do. And we just want to show them and give them a taste of that peace for the sake of their own souls. It may not convince them of a a single thing. That ain't the point. The point is to show love and concern with a world that could give a darn about if they're suffering or not. Religion says make that man a Baptist. God says love thy enemies love thy neighbor as yourself god says what you, you ain't got no enemies i got enemies you know when you keep that in perspective christian brothers and sisters the next time an atheist or somebody wants to they, they get real braggadocious let me tell you true atheism and it sounds like it's like true Baptist. no true atheists they are they, look there are fakes in every century situation an atheist will 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 talk to you still they will still be your friend they will still ride with you they'll still but when you start trying to act like the religion they're gonna tell you your business i can tell you right now here's a test if you got an atheist friend ask them what they think about your (laughs) religion i ain't gonna try to get y'all into a fight but there's an honesty with look i ain't seen it in my life i can relate and understand that until they decide to seek for themselves whether they do or not i don't know i hope we i want i i want people to see it because you will your eyes i can go all day with that but anyway jesus is a friend of sinners that's me I will not turn my back on my community. I won't turn my back on my, I still, I said, I would never walk away from my, I would never, I don't care. We're not together. I get that. I don't care. I'm in that town, this town, cause she's here. I'm in this town because the babies are here and that's just the way it is. I could move someplace else. God didn't tell me to move. I ain't even got a hint to move. I'm right here where I need to be. I may not be in the same house, but I'm in the same city and I'm not that far away. And that is enough for me because God has willed it. And I, that's enough for me. And I can live with that peace Regardless of my broken heart If he can do that for me Just saying It's worth a shot to look I'm telling you It is one of those things that It is not a wasteful effort I promise you As I stand here today is no wasted effort seeking our God for, for, In truth it, And it will shock you When he answers I, My handprints um, one of my close friends dan he can attest back in westminster colorado at sears my handprints are on the tile floors before the night the day i was saved my hand i cried so much i'd stain, you know from my clothes and stuff like that um and my handprints on the ground and plus it was dirty because it was a dirty floor the next day they tiled it so it was the next day they tiles it and it's clean they took those tiles away god says can i keep the towel i was like what do you mean the tile. he the guy that has my handprints he has that now i'm like okay it's after i'm saying but i was like i just didn't think he took that tile and kept it took it all other stuff got trashed and destroyed if you ever seen tile you can break it he kept that one and then i get a call eric you there's some, there's a problem in the office it's one of the towel guys. I go back to my office. I'm sleep I was sleeping good, 7 30. I was chilling. I was having that good dream. I get well because you know, as a store manager, that you, you gotta answer your phone. I don't care, you gotta answer your phone. If the president calls, you might can ignore it. But if your manager calls, you gotta answer. So anyway, I thought it was him. He called, I would go, I go down there, I get dressed, get in my Sears stuff. I go, I walk up the street, because I literally stayed up the street from the store. I'm going in. I ain't got an attitude that I want to give him, but I'm pissed. I, I look, I don't have to go to work until 10 it's just three hours there i was hot i don't like waking up at that time i am not a morning person i can function but my attitude is gonna be there so i gotta keep him far away so um i go to the room i go through the double doors that'll have locks on them because we had a you had the security door and then you have another lock because that's your sears do you getting in a sears office to get the cash you got to go through the walls baby it ain't gonna be easy so anyway I go in there, I see the white tile, the whole floor is, is, it smells like wax, which is beautiful smell, right? I'm looking at all this shine, it's all over, I'm like, man, this looks like chickless land, I wish my teeth was that white, so I'm going in there, I go in there, he said, yeah, the guy says, look, man, we, we did take the tile up, but there's a stain over there and we can't get it out, guess what the stain was, it was back anybody up in the series that believed or not can testify to that story that tile is still there there ain't nothing else i can do besides there's other things i've taken pictures of you can i look i challenge you if i decide to put that stuff out there not for any other reason to say look ha 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 i gotta make sure that whatever i do it is not to convince a soul but i'm telling you you will not waste your time seeking out god it's impossible you it'll never happen so i love you guys i got a little emotional here i apologize i really i don't but um i'm sorry i went a little long the good news is is that this software this bible software that i have here it is lightweight enough to where it doesn't overtax my little chromebook my chromebook's working overtime so right now it made people laugh at me with that chromebook that chromebook is off the hook right now it does the job you may not like chef r d but when you hungry it's good um so i love you guys i see you in the chat i see you Derek. i see you night i appreciate y'all good for stopping by anybody that stopped by and sees this either have been on it or will see this after the fact or hear in my podcast know that god is still looking out for you know that jesus is praying for you which is a hard thing to, for people to believe but he's rooting for you he's praying for you because god has said in his word god wants to see all men say he don't want to leave nobody behind but you that's a free will choice homie homegirl that is a free will choice and it may not eric it's not fair if i it is look for every what there's 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 consequences to everything me choosing to be a christian what consequence is that i don't exist anymore and truly that's a good thing but it's hard to act in a new nature you've never had it's oh i should make a video about that because that's a long story it's like oh it's metaphysical yeah and yeah and wow yeah it's hard to explain but um i can try so we'll try to get that together um i love you very much uh the series i got going on on my patreon i try to put the notes on there and they're raw anybody can, there's no secrets to these notes anybody can look at them you find errors fantastic i'll go back and make an addition I'll, I'll go back and edit there ain't nothing wrong with being corrected there ain't nothing wrong with that at all i ain't got no ego to deal with on that one so um i try to make all this stuff open for everybody to see that's why i give out my name fully i don't i there's no fear in me doing that oh i know what you look like i know where you live fantastic come see me dog i got you um i do that for one reason to be transparent is because i was not transparent in my with my wife for years uh when we were friends when i wanted to be more than that but i wouldn't allow it to happen because i was selfish and then wanted to keep playing around um with other women and and, and her it's just just a horrible human being Now, imagine that guy. She sees that guy every day. Same flesh. Same voice. Same eyes. Same hands. And now hear him speaking about the love of God. When she she knew me for hating God and hating the fact that she liked God is reason I didn't want to do more and do better with her because I saw a deficiency in her. That is a hard thing to swallow That's why being a Christian is hard The consequences are People still see you how you were And you got to How do you tell I, I guess I am going to take the time to tell you that. How do you tell someone Well that's not That wasn't me When it was you You made decisions You did it You made those choices You're the reason you're in the situation you're in It is all you Nobody else Okay darn But now this is new me Okay what is, what's there between new you and old you? well you i could tell you what i did New you it's hard it's tough because the only way you're going to see new you is when you act around those people you know oh here comes eric i know he's every time he come home friday he's pissed i come in friday and something's changed one thing about a christian i will tell you the truth about a christian you'll always know and it's it's hilarious and it's also strange at the same time just to try to sh- shorten this it is hard to hide your light that you have with god it is not a braggadocious thing it's not a um look at me i'm christ it's not a label it's not the jesus gear you ain't got the tattoos for life you ain't got christ forever tattooed on your stomach it's it is a strange calm that you feel around them like they could be in line they may not they may be st- they may have two items so you got like 90 <laughs> in your in your cart and um uh, Oh, no, yeah. But no, no, that's not true. Reverse text. That makes sense. That would actually show a Baptist. That's a Baptist or a type of Roman. That, yeah. I'm not saying they all do, but that's the representation. A Christian would be the one that has that full basket of 90 items, and the one person behind them got a, got a birthday card they want to buy. Ain't easy to say the Christian would just let that person go by, right? True, right? Oh, that's so nice. Anybody can do that. That's the difference. The difference to understand, I mean, what you understand about a Christian is, whether i let that person go or not somehow there may be a conversation that will happen i don't have control over that it happens i see it all the time sometimes i'll be chilling um, at the store waiting in line and i look over and i see another one of my brothers and sisters and we just stare at each other and we do this that's it you just you can't help it you'll just be like man what is that if you're driving in your car and you see someone drive by they ain't got to be cute you know, I'm not saying that people are ugly, you know, but they just got some full facial features that you just don't find particularly delightful. But yet you can't take your eyes off of them because they got some light about them. Like, I don't think i date that dude ever, man. What is that light he got on? What's different about him? He ain't dressing like that. He ain't bawling, His car got three wheels and, and one wheel is one of those styrofoam plates. He ain't His shoes are run over. He got three teeth and all of them in his pocket. But yet there's something about that man that seems strong. That's because God's holding that man up. Because he's thinking I ain't got no car. My teeth fall. He's out to realize all But his inner man, the true nature, safe. And he has to learn to act in that true nature. And let me tell you, that's where the Christian's fight comes from. When you see a Christian look dogged and tired and, and worn down, it's not because society, you Christians suck. No, it's not that. It's the fact that we're dealing with the flack of our own sins and the relationships that we still have after we were saved we still got to see that healing and mending happen which means we're going to eat a lot of that shame that we should have had and it's hard for people to relate to us with that because you went from abuser that they know you as to comforter and people will call us hypocrites based on that one principle alone and guess what it looks like that but if we don't show those fruits of the spirit the ones that we're going to get to if you see any of the fruits of the flesh on a man that says jesus christ is all i live for and the minute a black dude walked by or a Hispanic dude walk by i can't stand that bloop, bloop, bloop. kind of get an idea that dude is about saved as saved as a as a as a i don't want to be that mean but he's as close to god as a as a can of coke it's just the possibilities don't even work but anybody can label it, you know. I'm a loving person, and you can turn around and talk about your mama. It's just there's a, that Christians are there. We just you will know us when you see us because we have no interest in telling you about the gospel. We will go out of our way not to talk about it because we're struggling with our cross. There was time I'll say what my wife used to say. I thought about her a lot. That's why she's been mentioned a lot. She used to say um, she was standing in line, or she was no, she was driving a car. I remember this story. I'll tell the story. She was driving, driving this car and she saw the, a guy on the street and he had to sign up and he's sitting there and she's she's broke she's got like another two weeks to go through she got paid paid all the bills we're not together at this point and she has twenty dollars and she's like okay i gotta make this stress now think of it she got the babies and she's you know working and she got got stretched twenty dollars between three people right she looks over and sees that man and she instinctively knows i got to come out that twenty dollars and she goes god really like Really, For real? Now, right now, I got $20 to my name. 14, no, not true. 13 days to go. And you want me to give all that up to him? Yes. Now, can I tell you some miraculous story like this amazing blessing happened and all of a sudden she became a millionaire and things of that nature? No, but you know what did happen? People that owe her money all of a sudden paid it back. It's that simple. the one thing i'm way over time but the one thing i can tell you that god uses which is pretty hilarious but you got if you read the bible whether you believe or not god uses the most mundane and simplest of things to get you to go no man for real yeah so in this case the money that got paid back it was from the one person you would never think would ever pay you back they don't pay nobody back and what happened they felt compelled and said man i just think it's the right thing to do it's that simple it's not some miraculous you know ed mcmahon he's dead um it ain't like uh who's the guy today that we see everywhere that that's like that it's like the poster child of that try to be cool nick cannon it's like nick cannon rolling up telling you look eric you won 80 million dollars i don't trust nick cannon i don't trust him at all but if my neighbor walks home said eric man uh i saw that you, you almost ran out of gas man here's 20 dollars It ain't got to be big, but it's those little things that those nuggets that God still keeps building us up to say, look, there's a lot of good out here. You've got to nurture that and let and bless that and continue to let them people grow. Because it's hard to grow good in in this in this whole world. You do a good thing. Ten more people look at you like you crazy. Why are you doing that? Pick up something in the store that somebody else drops. Pick it up. Watch them see you and watch their face. I dare you look at they will look at you like, why are you picking that up? Good is attacked every day by people because they don't want to feel like the only one doing it. I'm telling you, it's as real as as anything else. The reason why a lot of people don't do good is because they don't get rewarded for it in the way that they think. It happens. Everyone tells you God gives you all these gold chains. The reward of a life that you continue to strive in and and fight and and be strong and hold your family together and when you want to leave your marriage and you want to leave the job and you stay there because somebody believes in you and you may be the only light they got left at so if you leave the job they're gone that sounds like an unfair uh weight to carry it's a beautiful thing one of the things that uh second Corinthians I believe it's in second corinthians God it's the god of all comfort. So when Christians suffer through trials and tribulations, we're supposed to be able to give that to someone else. So if we're trying to get rid of the suffering, we ain't benefiting nobody. You know, that's the way it works. In order for your blessing to look and feel and act in a manner that you know, God, this God, man, it's working. You got to give it to somebody else. You have gifts that God has met, given every single human is the one thing that no one trains you in and you can take to it like a fish to water is a gift for you to be prosperous, to make money and to benefit someone else. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest, arguably greatest basketball players of all time. If he never got on a team and he never started to try to play in sh- he would you would never have known him. All gifts are given for you to give out to somebody else to hope to enrich and build them up that's all christians do we struggle at it every day because we think we're not given enough or we don't deserve enough to even try we see this our old self and we got to remind ourselves that's not me i see that face in the mirror i see myself looking i see these hands but it's not me and you know it and it's uncomfortable and yet you go through life it's a fight beyond anything you can ever imagine that's why i said that paul says um the weapons of our warfare are not flesh they're not carnal they're spiritual you cannot fight against sin with a gun, a knife, um, a, bazo- a nuclear weapon won't kill sin. Nope. Because somebody had to push it. And it's usually a sinner somewhere behind it. It's just the way it is. You cannot abolish sin by this. Look, God drowned out the whole world, right? Them, them Noah and his boys and their wives and all them goats and everything else, right? Whole world drowned. The only thing that was left of was fish. They they was under the sea safe. So Dory safe, Jaws safe. Guess what happened? Soon as the ark embarked, soon as Noah got out, soon as Noah built an altar and, and went up in the air, soon as God says for the ra- with, long as you see the rainbow, I will never drown humanity again because of their sins. So when you see that rainbow, you know it ain't starbursts. That is the Lord showing you that you I will I will be merciful and I will not consume you by water however what did noah do after he did all those miraculous things he built the very first carnival cruise line they had the first first class uh first class passengers they had the first time that animals took a bold trip to become what the animals are today all these ones the first boat built with no rudder no sails and no steering wheel it was guided by god it was the first of first. And then as he gets off after God told him, Noah, the whole world is sick. I'm doing my I'm doing the business. Noah gets drunk. Sin is like that. Very simple. After all that he's seen with God, he still acted impure. That's sin. No matter how much people have done good for you, no matter how much you see things go right, you could be the most positive person in your hate that word positive. You could do all the things right. And yet, somewhere in your life, that day, yesterday, day before, or in the future, you will do something that will harm someone in a way that will affect them to remember it. That's sin. It'll happen. And I'm sorry, it is a fact that we have to live with but it's not a fact that can that's going to consume you if you trust in what the work of god does and i don't know any other way to say it but look at my life don't make the same choices i have and if you have i got you i'll stand there with you and say look you're gonna have to wear this kind of shirt because you're gonna cry a lot you need to get some deodorant because you ain't gonna want to take baths I'm, I'm not taking jokes but yeah you once you get saved there are some changes homie but the good news is there's comfort there's love there's peace even in war that's the difference so i love you very much i went way past but i knew this was going to happen so thank you guys for sticking with me i love you very much know that god loves you so god loves you i got to love you so even if you think i ain't nobody gonna love me i got you dog i'll love you so i love you very much i will see you next week hopefully um and i hope you guys take a look at the previous videos because all these the the fruits of the flesh are it's all connected so i hope you guys get some time to take a look at it Um, i love you very much i will see you guys soon i'll see all guys in the chat i'll give you guys some shout out i'll see you soon in jesus name i'm praying for you amen oh guess what gas prices are going down fill it up baby so that's what i'm doing